What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the C-String Podcast, but more importantly, another episode of Classic Rock Talk. It has been a while. It has been a long-ass time, but we're back. Yes, we are. And we're we're ready to get started. We're going to jump straight into it. <laughs> that was probably fucking <laughs> loud. <laughs> I had to try. <laughs> had to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, but we're here, and you know it's the usual. You know what's coming. You know what's going to happen. It's three brand new albums. Yep. Um, three brand new artists. Yeah. And we're going to get straight into it. We're late 60s, early 70s uh, this episode. Yeah, that's the theme. That's the main theme here. And I'll let you start this one since you were the one that really suggested... Well, you kind of suggested all three of these albums today, but you're a hard advocate for this one. Oh, yeah. I am a fair believer in this one. This was uh, released in 1967 and uh, often credited as one of the worst albums from this band. Um, this is Magical Mystery Tour by the Beatles, of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that sentiment is bullshit, but that's my opinion. Well, I was initially on Team Pessimistic as well. Um, after my first listen, and I, you know, I, I've listened to it since then, and. It, I'll let you get into it, but my opinion has changed basically every after every time I listen to it. So I don't even know what I think basically at this point. <laughs> um, but we'll get you started. We'll get you familiarized with uh, these guys here. Yeah, so, um, you know, I feel like everyone should know the Beatles, but I'll go yeah. over them anyways. Yeah. John Lennon, you know, on uh, lead guitar, or yeah, lead and basically rhythm guitar too. Yeah. Uh, vocals on... Some of chorus, which they really all did something with different instruments yeah. on this album. So I'm just gonna list the different like instruments, and then like they played a Mellotron, of course. Uh, the episodes we talked about the Mellotron, I mentioned Strawberry Fields, mm-hmm. which happens you did. to be on here. Um, Hammond organ, piano, uh, harpsichord, just a whole bunch of different crazy things on this album. Yep. Uh, we have Paul McCartney doing the same thing, except for he's on bass. George Harrison basically doing the same thing as John Lennon, and then Ringo Starr doing his absolute best on the drumming. Yep. Um, and that's really the only difference was Ringo did the drums, but everybody else, interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, he just yeah. did everything. <laughs> you can't, you can't, like you couldn't isolate any of them either. No. Like you couldn't tell, oh, on this song, I know who's playing the the. I know who's playing the rhythm guitar on this song. Yeah, I know who's I know who's playing the bass harmonica. I know who's playing the violin. I don't. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely not possible. Uh, yeah. The way they were interchanged, and honestly, sometimes you could same with the vocals. I mean, mm-hmm. they changed a lot uh, between Harrison and McCartney and Lennon. So yeah, that's it's really cool that a band can do that. They're really gifted. Obviously, I mean, everybody oh, knows 100%. the Beatles. Everybody knows them. Um, not that difficult. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're going to, you're going to ask somebody, you know, even if they don't listen to, you know, sixties, sixties music, seventies music, you're going to ask them what, you know, what's, what sixties band do you know? What seventies band do you know? It's probably going to be the Beatles. Beatles are going to be in there. Which the Beatles shaped modern music. Anything you listen to now, it doesn't matter if the artist even knows who the Beatles were, the person they idolized before that probably knew who the Beatles were. 
and changed because, like, Boston, uh, Kansas, all these groups that I love saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and changed their world. Mm -hmm. So it just phenomenal band, massive impact on music. I mean, I mean, we could sit here for an hour and talk about the impact they had on music and what they did. Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's so many innovations they happened to do when they were in their prime and yeah there's so much we could talk about but let's let's just talk about this let's this, talk about this this one uh, specific black album. sheep of an album yeah um i guess we should start introduce you to the actual music yeah. um so side one consists of magical mystery tour the fool on the hill flying blue jay way your mother should know and i am the walrus mm-hmm. a pretty weird side one yes um, weird's a Great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. It has a different sound to it, and I think that's what I like about it, is it's a it's a weird This this album's just very wacky. It's a it's almost like they did Sar yeah, they did Sgt. Pepper and then they're like, Well this could get weirder. Or they just like they wanted to dive more into the psychedelia side of yeah. the music. More than they did on Sgt. Pepper and that was the result. And I actually really like the A side. Wait, and I'm sure if you're high as fuck. This fucking A side is absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure it was absolutely <laughs> bumping. <laughs> it was. It had to be insane. Especially like I'm the walrus. Like yeah. I think I'd be confused as shit. <laughs> Honestly, I already am confused as shit by that song. But I I really like the instrumental flying. And uh, I forgot there was an instrumental in the yeah, song. I'm not gonna lie. I I like the flying song. I uh, I like this whole side. I really like Fool yeah. on the Hill too. Mm-hmm. Um, keep let's keep going. We'll go into B side. Yeah. Um, we have Hello Goodbye, Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane, Baby You're a Rich Man, and All You Need Is Love. Baby You're a Rich. Man. Yeah. Um. This is the thing about this album. If anyone knows out songs from this album, it's this B side. It's yeah. This B side was all singles. Yep, and it's I I like it a lot better than the A side, like a lot better. I think I do too, just because the quality of the writing is way better. It's just I so think. much better. It makes but, yeah. yeah, it's it makes so much more sense to me. It's not just them. I feel like the first side is them writing words on a piece of paper, like they're not cohesive, <laughs> and then they make it into something yeah, you the, know, great, way better the, than it should be. I think the first side was them tripping on acid, and then the second yeah. side was them actually realizing they need to do an album that. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Suck all completely. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, you know, Strawberry Fields Forever is like one of the earliest uses of a mellotron, really, mm-hmm. in popular music. Because all the previous uh, albums we talked about that did use the mellotron, after were all in the seventies. Yeah. So, yeah, very early use of the mellotron. And then Hello Goodbye actually has them donning the, uh, in the music video, it's them donning the uh, Sgt. Pepper's outfits. Yeah. Which is always crazy. That's kind of crazy. Um, and then Penny Lane. I love Penny Lane. Probably my favorite song album. I love the tone of it. I I love Paul's vocals. I just, I love the song yeah. in general. It's, it's a really lighthearted feeling song. Mm-hmm. And I... Plus you can go there. You can actually go to Penny yeah. Lane. It's a real place. You can get your haircut at Penny Lane. Yeah. They the Eagles are kind of synonymous with places that are real. 
like with Abbey Road and Penny Lane. Yeah, they know shit like that. They, they know, know what they're, they're talking about. Yeah. So I again, B side infinitely better than the A side. Oh, and then and... actually, all you need is love was one of the uh, first worldwide nationally broadcasted uh, music videos. Oh. It was performed live on the BBC and it was broadcasted all over the world. Well, and man. it also introduced uh, Paul playing uh, his famous Rick 4003. Huh. Which he would use in Wings. <laughs> Damn. But that's just me knowing too much about that's, it. Yeah, I was going to say. You know a lot about it. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's... Again, another accolade to the Beatles repertoire. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know. I like this album because it's it reminds me of it's what's cool about the Beatles is you can see eras of when they change. So you know you have the clean cut British boys from like nineteen I forgot when their debut was sixty three I'm gonna say that probably wrong nineteen sixty three to like me. yeah <laughs> don't do it nineteen sixty three to like sixty five was like their clean cut era and then you know they started getting a rubber sole where you can tell there was a difference. And then, you know, they completely change with uh, Revolver and then, you know, here. It's, yeah. This very much feels like a remnant, like a remnant of Sgt. Pepper's. Oh, yeah. And just a little different. More it's psychedelic. really interesting. And, you know, you can go back to the 60s, you know, the early 60s stuff and then even the stuff after this in the 70s. And you can enjoy, you know, that side of the of this uh, band of the Beatles but I feel like this sort of era, this weird era in limbo between those, you know, startup days and then, you know, later into the 70s, this weird area in between just feels like, you know, this is the fine etiquette in the Beatles discography. Like, if, if you really, truly like the Beatles, you love. You love this. You love this This is sort of definitely stuff. their experimental era. Yeah. And I love it. I, I'm a big fan of experimental shit mm -hmm. simply because i just think it's it's good to stick your face out there and uh you know sound different mm -hmm. why sound like everyone else when yeah. you can produce something like this and sound fucking different yeah a little weird but i agree i mean and i it, it, i think it just falls it falls a little short for me but i understand but i'm not the best i'm not the biggest beatles enjoyer in general i just it's not not my best, not my favorite band, but, you know, I understand the weirdness of this. Which, I think if they would have made Side 1 a little more coherent, understandable. I think that would... Rather than crazy. That would have... Which, I mean, this was made to tie in with a film, which the film was also very poorly received. Yeah. Um, but that would have just put a bow on this whole album for me. Yeah, I think it would have been... If they would have kind of made it like Sgt. Pepper's where it made sense. Yeah. It loses points in that yeah, aspect. That's honestly not to take away because this is, yeah. by far, this is going to be a very hot take. This is my favorite Beatles album. Yeah, he was telling me. This is, this is your favorite. Beats Abbey Road. Beats uh, Revolver. That's the other one I hear people talking mm -hmm. about. Even beats Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Pepper is pretty close. but No, you. yeah, you really like this one. For me, it's I see one. it. I see it because we went over another uh, we went over another album earlier in the series that was just fucking weird and I don't remember what it was for the life for the life of me I've been trying to think of it for the last like two minutes. Was it Fleetwood Mac? Was it? 
No. Wasn't 10cc. It was maybe 10cc. Was it the original soundtrack? It was. I think it was 10cc actually. Or was it 10cc's debut? I think. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I think it was probably 10cc. Man, I because of their weirdness and funniness. Yeah, but and, yeah. That that one. I like the concept of being fucking funny. Yeah, I think the, 10cc is more comedic. Where this the Beatles is, were just kind of yeah, strange. They're very strange, which you know fits the psychedelic rock. Yeah, genre and hundred and this is also when psychedelic rock was taking flight. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that's also why this turned I'm out sure the way it is. Big factor in psychedelic rock being so popular was the Beatles. Yeah. So again, I, I think Jefferson Airplane might have released their debut in 1967. In yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that era just played a big part in mm-hmm. also how they did this because you know. The late 60s, they started to get that more, you know, their next album, White Album, was mm. way more. It was, it's also a mix between this and Abbey Road. Like, it's weird it's, when you look at mm. it, but the Beatles use, like, their albums as stepping stones for, like, their next For sound. their next one, yeah. It's really weird, but it's cool. Yeah. So that is Magical Mystery Tour. I don't think we have anything else to say. Yeah. Cover I, art's pretty neat. Yes, it is. It's crazy. We should talk about the cover um, art. I'm for sure. All these, yeah. I'm sure when you're uh, smoked on weed, <laughs> I'm sure it's crazy. Absolutely insane to look it at. It actually is probably terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's actually probably more fucking terrifying. Um, than it is. Yeah. Um, go look for it. Go look at Amer- it for yourself. The American version of it has the one I have on my pressing. It has like a really cool font. How it lists the tracks. Uh, it has what I call like a pack. No, on the front, like right here. It has like oh. a like a Pac-Man font, is what I call it. Oh, like it's a really weird. Oh yeah, arcadey looking. Yes, font. that is a Pac-Man font, and I that like is it. Perfect name for it. Yeah, I like the. I'm also a big bright colors guy, so if there's something with bright colors, it gets you yeah. bonus points. For bonus me. points. All right. Well, that is Magical Mystery Tour yeah. by the Beatles. Uh, obviously, go check them out. Amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. And all their stuff. Absolutely amazing. But we've got another band to get to, so we're going to do that. We've um, got another kind of psychedelic band. Not as psychedelic. Not as psychedelic. But, um, but yes, the, it is It is one of their, I would say one of their brand tags would be psychedelic. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, well, we'll tease you a little more. Um, it was recorded, or this is an album released in 1968. Um yeah. And I, I can't. I don't really know much more than that about it. I know it was released on Dunhill because I have a few of the singles. Okay, Dunhill, Dunhill uh, label. That's yeah. for those you don't know. Um, it's ABC Dunhill. Yeah, but this is the second. Yeah. Uh, by Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, if you don't know Steppenwolf, Canadian rock band or Canadian American. Yeah, they're. Um, but well, it's John K. Uh, on lead vocals, and rhythm guitar. Michael Monarch on lead guitar, Goldie McJohn on the organ, Rush Tov on the bass, mm-hmm. and Jerry Edmonton on drums. Now, I say Rush, to, it's actually Rush to Marie. Um, but when I fucking, uh, so I was actually introduced to Steppenwolf by somebody in my family, and they always called, they always called him, uh, Rush, Rush to Marove. Yeah. And so I just, I just, that's what I call him. It's Rushton Marie, though. Yeah. That's which, his name. Uh, John Cade 
very unique voice. I love his voice. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I would say yeah. Unique's a good word for it. You know, if I if I heard it, I would definitely know who who it was. And then uh, I think Jerry Edmonton is slept on as a drummer. There's a. I think he's a very good drummer. And there's a few other songs that I could point out. I'm probably not going to because I'd rather focus on this album. I was going to say, I'm trying to think of songs from this album that would best portray his drumming ability. Yeah. Maybe not on this album, but I know on their debut. Because I was going to say, At Your Birthday Party is another one where he's a really good drummer. But yeah, the drumming isn't ever. I don't even think there's a drum. I think the organ sound is definitely the big. Yeah. Because I was going to say, there's not a big drumming part on this one, but it's definitely the organ uh, on this album. Um, yeah, because I think their first album, it was guitar, was the spotlight. Mm-hmm. This one, it was definitely the or- Goldie McJohn's organ, 100%. But, uh, yeah. Well, well, let's get into it. Um, go, uh, on side one, we have Faster Than the Speed of Life, Tighten Up Your Wig, None of Your Doing, Spiritual Fantasy, and Don't Step on the Grass, Sam. Um, I like the side one. I, I like Faster Than the Speed of Life. I like, I like most of these. Yeah, I, I like faster than the speed of life. I like uh, spiritual fantasy. I like don't step big on the grass, Sam either. And that's two. another good one. Yeah, too. that's a good one. Um, I don't actually know what that. I don't understand the song. I'm trying to remember the lyrics. Knowing this era, I'm sure it has something to do with Uncle Sam. That's what I was thinking. It was but, probably Uncle um, Sam, but I, I just yeah, I, I, I can't don't, think of it off the top of my head. I don't really understand what it's trying to say but again spiritual fantasy another great one and then mm-hmm. fashion and speed of life another good one too yeah um but there's a couple songs on side two that's probably bet what this album's best known for mm-hmm. uh 28 magic carpet ride disappointment number lost and found by trial and error hodgepodge train through a leslie resurrection and reflections yeah definitely a, uh a better known B-Side simply for the fact that Magic Carpet Ride's on there. On there, yeah. Which, uh, and 28 as well. One thing that's really cool about Steppenwolf is for their um, their 45 releases, or their singles, they actually recorded a whole other version of the song. So the album, ver- like it's, the album version of Magic Carpet Ride is a bit different from the 45 version. Oh. And not in the sense that they cut it, but like there's some lines that are jumbled around by John K. Oh. That are differently. But it's kind of cool, actually. It is kind of cool. I would play it mine, but it's uh, scratched. So oh. it bumps. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but. But still, uh, 28's a good one, too. Yeah. Really like 28. Really good one. Uh, obviously, Magic Cup, right? We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting ending here with reflections. Yeah, it is. Um,. This is, you know, it's seven it's seven songs on this side if you include Reflection. Reflections is a 43. Yeah, uh, it's not it's song. not very long. Yeah. Um I don't even think it's actually I don't even think it's on Spotify. I think I I think I had to listen to this one. Really? Wait, I might be wrong. I'll take a look. I don't I I feel like I had to go somewhere else to listen to that. That's on there. Oh, it's on there? Yeah. Ignore me, then. (laughs) But, yeah, really interesting ending to the album. Yeah. 
it's kind of you know albums are generally stories mm-hmm. um you know historian kind of loses itself in magical mystery tour with that first half but it kind of re- recomposes itself in the second yeah. half but you know generally albums tend to tell some some sort of story and if it's not like throughout the whole album it's from like song to song yeah or something like it's that. it's a different story each song yeah uh but reflection is just kind of a interesting you know it just comes right after resurrection it kind of going back to the beatles it kind of <laughs> reminds me of what they did with uh golden slumber carry that weight and the end on abbey road it makes no sense as to why yeah. they're together, but like they're together and it sounds okay. And it sounds it's, nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I like this album again. I think Goldie McJohn is the focal point of this album. Yeah, his and work. I love his organ tone too. Yeah. That organ sounds very neat mm-hmm. and very that era mm-hmm. of organ. Yeah, uh, very very fucking cool organ. Mm-hmm. God, love. Fucking love an organ. I know. Every time I listen to an album with an organ, I want one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It it's it does that to me. And I don't have the room. Nobody so has the room for an organ, dude. They're so oh. fucking massive. Um, but yeah, he's the focal point, and he does a great job. Yeah. He does a really good job. Um, that's not to say, you know, nobody else did did anything, you know. Uh, as you mentioned, Jerry Edmonton, you think is very underrated. Yeah, I think he's drums. a very uh, slept-on drummer. I just, I don't think... Very many people bring him in the conversation. Also, something pretty rare here. He uh, he did his vocals. Yeah. He did vocals on two songs this album. He pulled a Ringo. Yeah. Uh, Faster Than Speed of Life, is that's Dennis Edmonton, or Jerry Edmonton. Yeah, Jerry Edmonton. And then, and then uh, 28 as well, mm-hmm. which two two of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, so they're two very good songs. Very, very good. So you got to say he did a pretty good fucking job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so that that's really cool. But yeah, that is the second by Steppenwolf. Yeah. I'm going to assume that's their second studio album. Yes. If I had to guess. Yeah, because it's Steppenwolf, second at your birthday party, and then I think it's like... Mm, not Slow Flux. I don't remember what comes next. Well... I just remember Steppenwolf was so meta that when they broke up, they literally released a tape that's like R.I.P. Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and it's a track and it's blue. And I know that. And that's all he knows. <laughs> but that's it. That is the second by Stephen Wolf. Go check him out. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyable band. Yeah, they are. All I can say next, just traveling a few years into the future here. We're in 1970. Yeah. With, uh, well, I would guess I guess I won't spoil it. Um, Columbia Records is the label. Yep. Uh, do you know anything else about them? Um, I could tease a little more. They're an entire fucking city. They are an entire fucking city. The sound Uh, of an entire city. Yeah, the whole city worked on this one. That's actually the personnel, is the entire city of Chicago. Uh, Because this is made by Chicago. Originally known as Chicago Transit Authority, but the real Chicago Transit Authority didn't like that. Yeah, they did not like that shit. So, So, uh, yeah, we're. uh, That's probably. That's probably why it's labeled only Chicago on. Yeah, because their this. first one CTA. Oh, CTA. Yeah, that makes sense. And so this was like their rebrand. Yeah, to Chicago, the city. Yeah, the whole city. The whole entire city. Um, but yeah, we're going over Chicago in case you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
we'll go over the personnel here. You want you can do that. Yeah, so you got Pete Stare on bass, vocals, mostly lead vocals. Terry Calf on guitars and vocals. Robert Lamb on keyboards and vocals. I always mess this guys up, not the guy's name up. Lee Lenane on trumpet and there vocals. You go. James Pankow on trombone, and then I always mess this guy's name up too. You got it. Walter Perizider yes. on saxophone, flute, clarinet, and vocals, and then Derry Ser- Danny Seraphine you on the drums. You almost got through it flawlessly. I almost did. But if you, you know, you noticed there. We Insanely have, talented. Yes, a very, very talented group of people. But we have a trumpet. We're going over. We have a trombone. We have a saxophone. We have a flute. What are we listening to? A jazz band? Yeah, and that's what that's what Chicago it is. is. Chicago's that's a actually, jazz fusion. Yeah, that's actually and, what uh, it is. I want to point out, going back to how talented these guys are, Terry Kath. That's all I'm going to say. My favorite. <laughs> okay. Personally, my favorite guitarist of all time. His favorite. Um, Terry Kath. Oh, dude, I don't even know how to like start talking about him. <laughs> the dude is just like insane. His guitar playing style is insane. Jimi Hendrix called him one of the best guitarists at the time. I that's all it needs to be that's said. That's all it needs to be said. He's just insane. Yeah, he and you know, the mix with his blistering guitar on some songs with the the horn section and yes. Danny Seraphine on the drums and you know, Robert Lamb with piano it just sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it is it just makes a, it perfect. It is a whole auditory orgasm that you hear <laughs> yeah like it is just, it is be- it's like elo but better in my opinion and in, in, yeah that's a good comparison elo Ooh, that's it i wonder because if how many people we asked if we if we said do you prefer chicago or oh ELO? no they pick elo you would think so i think like overwhelmingly mm-hmm. elo just it has a more of a I know people really like the violin and like the cellos and stuff that ELO uses. I do. I am a sucker for violin. I, I, yeah. I guess if I had to choose between a trumpet, a trombone, or a violin and a cello, I'm gonna choose the violin and a cello. Yeah. So that yeah. That's just I don't know. Bit. For me, not to discredit at all uh, ELO, but. I think I'd definitely pick Chicago. And if we're talking about bands with big horn sections and like just well, a big on. just a big band yeah. in general. Chicago is just something different. And uh yeah. Well we gotta get into the album. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into we the album. Go ahead and get it go over <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so side one we got Moving in the Road, Poem for the People and In the Country, which is banger side one. Uh I don't They're all good. Like, <laughs> they are moving in, I love Terry Cass' vocals. That yeah. dude, his vocals weren't particularly good, but every song he sung in fit perfectly. And I think that's what he was singing. I think that's especially true inside too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And then like "Poem for the People" and "In the Country" was awesome. "In the Country" was actually uh, based on the recording studio. I think it was in Colorado they were at at the time, where it was literally they were recording in a barn. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, side two is Wake Up the Sunshine. And then uh, Ballot for a Girl in Buchanan, which is split into multiple parts. Yeah, it's got seven individual parts. We won't go over them all, but this is where I believe fucking Kath 
smashes it out of the park. 100%. Like, uh, Make Me Smile and Color My World are both on their Greatest Hits album. Yeah, and they're individual parts of that Mm -hmm. song, which is crazy. Yeah, Uh, incredible. Lamb also does a very good job on uh, So Much to Say, So Much to Give. I really like Robert Lamb's vocals, too. Mm -hmm. And Wake Up Sunshine, another fucking good song, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Very good. And then, I guess we haven't talked about Peter Cetera's vocals yet. No, we haven't really. Really good. Mm-hmm. Which we'll talk about more on side three. On side three, yeah. Uh, we got Fancy Colors, 25 or 6 to 4, Memories of Love, which is also split into other parts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know one song from this album. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to mention The Elephant in the Room, 25 or 6 to 4. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know what to say, but it's it's incredible. It's, it's this is if you're gonna listen to Terry Kath, absolutely burning his fucking guitar. This song is where you need to listen to. There's a live version of this where Terry Kath just improvises the guitar solo, and it's fucking insane. Hmm. I just learned why it's called Twenty Five or Sixty Four. Yeah, I had no idea. For those of you who don't know, I have Wikipedia in front of me. It says. The song's title is the time at which the song is set, 25 or 26 minutes before 4 a.m. Hence, 25 or 6 to 4. So 25 or 6 to 4. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird uh, It is really weird. Name of a song. I was, that, I was going to ask, why is it? I had no idea until just now. Um, but yeah. holy shit. <laughs> I it's, can't. Indescribable. Indescribable. Yeah. Go listen to it for your own sake. And honestly, I don't even know what I'd compare his guitar playing to. I was going to compare it to like Stevie Ray Vaughan, but it's, no, it's not Stevie nothing. Ray Vaughan. There's like, nothing. I, I can't compare it. There's nothing. It's so... It's not Hendrix. It's it's nothing like anything at the time. It's just... And I, I get it now. Terry Kath. <laughs> I yeah. get it now, bro. And then Memories of Love is also another decent song. Yeah, so I have... Fancy Colors. I liked Fancy Colors side three's, as well. Side three's ripping, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have another side here. Yes, we do. We Final have... side. It better end soon. The first, second, third, and fourth movement. So again, another song split yeah. into four parts. And then, uh, where do we go from here? Which is, this is a pretty comedic side. It is. Um, you can tell this side, they're like, okay, we just need to finish this side we need yeah we need something here at the end and uh yeah it's it's awesome Mm -hmm. um i love the third movement and it better end soon it sound it starts really like a like a lower guitar sound i think if i'm thinking the right one but then cast starts singing again yeah because it's it's awesome yeah it is great because it's after this one it's out it's after after the instrumental instrumental. Yeah. yeah and then where we go from here is it's a fitting ending. It, yeah, where do we go from here? Where do we go? We just made the most fucking banging album yeah, in the whole entire world. Banger album. You know what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, this Jesus. album. It's there's no ah uh, man. It's just uh, man. This whole fucking fucking series is just us gushing over these fucking good albums, not having anything to say. Mm-hmm. But it's true. I mean, I what it? I don't know what to say. It's. <laughs> It's good. Go listen to it. That's all I can say. Yeah, I know, because before I was just like, oh, well, 25 to 6 to 4 is pretty good. I think I'll listen to the rest of it. And then, you know, Moving In is probably one of my favorite. It's it's like top three favorite Chicago songs, which I do have a list a little bit. He does have a list, guys. He has a list. He has a list. 
<laughs> don't let him fake you out. Kind. Don't let him say kind of. Don't fake panic. Don't panic. He has a list. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck to say. Yeah, what else? It's, it's you need. Okay. It is kind of a. It's kind of a hefty one. You might have to set aside. You know, your evening for this one. But the thing is, it's it's not hefty in the sense how we were talking about like Emerson, so Lake, and Palmer, where it can be a bit hard to listen to. It's or like Stadium Arcadium, where it's just yeah. fucking. 24 songs of and you just feel like you're there forever it's almost like that but it's not i it's 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 closer to that than it is to the emerson lincoln palmer yeah i just it's not a hard listen in the sense that it's like you have to really understand what you're listening to it's more it's like hard a, because it's just of how yeah. like you can get through like you know side one you're you get through side one and you're you're like what we're like 18 minutes through and you're you're liking what you're hearing so far, and then you get to side two, and it's this fucking massive song. And so, you know, a lot of the times with these twelve minute songs that are broken up into different parts, uh, people feel like they can't they can't follow what's going on, or they don't understand maybe what's happening, or maybe they're just you. They listen. They can't sit there and listen to a thirteen minute song. Like it's just not. They cannot keep themselves focused to it for thirteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, I perfectly get that. Even it's broken into parts. I understand, but even still, people, yeah. you know, it can be hard to do that, especially when there's instrumentals mixed in there. So many of them, and those can just lull you to sleep sometimes if they're not good enough. Instrumentals. And that's what the thing about Chicago is. They're very much. They have their moments like twenty five or six to four where they'll just shred your fucking ears, <laughs> and then. And then they follow it up. With, yeah, and then the, they follow it up with like soft, like memories of love. Chicago is definitely more of a softer, uh, for sure, rock and like jazz. Very band. soft, rock. like this is not. We this you're gonna listen to this album in comparison to all the other albums that we've told you to listen to, and you're gonna it's it's just you're gonna see be able to tell instantly how much different it is. How so? It's just so much slower, and I don't want to say simpler because it's not simple, but. It's just, it's very different to what we normally suggest and, you know, normally listen to. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it shouldn't be a slog. No. It's, it should not be a slog. Like, you can, you can definitely get through this album. Like, if you enjoy, if you enjoy any part of classic rock, it don't matter what it is. If you can enjoy some sort of classic rock, you can, you can smash this album out. Mm-hmm. And it'll keep you enticed the whole way through too because it's ripping every like you know the whole time you never know what's gonna happen next yeah that's what that's a good that's a good feeling i would say with this band you know it's 100 a good feeling and that's what chicago did best Mm -hmm. it really really fucking along with their like other nine albums they released in the 70s in the 70s yeah by the way fucking absolutely absolute beasts at producing yeah i know they just like wrote they just wrote they just never stopped writing they just didn't stop just wrote forever, mm-hmm. <laughs> all day, every day, writing. But that's these guys, man. So talented, so hardworking. Yeah, fucking amazing. Um, but that is Chicago Two. Yeah. Um, or just Chicago, as it's known to Wikipedia. Those yeah, idiots. rebranded as Chicago. Yeah, but uh, that that's it. Uh, you absolutely must give this one a listen. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna let you not listen to this one. Sorry. You're yeah, actually the mic and grab you and string you. And <laughs> string you, yeah. You're contractually obligated to. Uh, you, you mean you didn't? You needed to read the fine print. Come on now. Yeah. Simple stuff. 
But yeah, you're it's now in, obligated. It's in very microscopic lettering when you click on the episode. When you, yeah, you you just if you I can't don't know see how it, you didn't see that, yeah, but. come on, you got to be paying attention to these things. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Yeah. You you got to listen to it. There's mm-hmm. no other no other option. There's no other option. Um, can't say can't say enough about how fucking awesome this this album is. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, glad we chose glad we chose because we were initially going to do a different album today, but I'm glad we chose this one. Yeah, I uh, this episode was a bit sloppier, I will admit, just because first week back at school, so I really just been kind of yeah, we've been doing our ripping out because normally we have like a script or something we have Mm -hmm. like a basis of what we're going to talk about yeah it's today it was just kind of flying by the seat of our pants and we're just talking about what was in front of us yeah we're just doing it and it we're just relaxing it was a fun episode you know yeah it was it was fun to just relax and just talk about what was there in front of us not really have to follow anything Mm -hmm. and just kind of go with the flow and i feel like that worked out yeah it did it Uh, worked out uh, pretty well yeah i enjoyed it uh but that's gonna do it for today's episode of Classic Rock Talk, hope you guys enjoyed. Um, you know, if you did, follow. We'll make more of these. We'll make more of them on a consistent basis. I yes, think we're sir. back. We're back now. Yeah, we're back. We are back for sure. At least the next, you know, three or four months, we're going to rip these out. Uh, probably once a week again. So, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to that. And you know what? We might just, you know, say fuck it to the scripts. Because, you know, if we have time to write a script, maybe we will. If we don't, we just won't. Because we just like talking. We like talking about these guys. We don't need a script to do it. Yeah, no, we just got to show them repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on the next episode of Classic Rock Talk. Yeah. <laughs>